COVID-19 definitely impacting a lot of lives today. With that said, we wanted to take the diversion and talk about something, what we can do positively during these times. So today we have Arjun Pillai, CEO and founder at Incent AI. He's a serial entrepreneur, investor, and advisor. Great having you here, Arjun. Sure. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. So Arjun, you worked in Infosys for pretty much two years and then started your entrepreneurial journey. Mm -hmm. At that point of time, I'm sure you're new to corporate. You're just out of college, one, two years, being there, just figuring out what is SAP consultancy is or consulting is. And how, how this really happened, jumping into entrepreneurship in just two years? How was your mindset during that time? Yeah, uh, I was at Infosys for one and a half years. Um, so six okay. months training and then one year at Infosys. Um, mm -hmm. Jumping into entrepreneurship, I'd say I did not know what I was jumping into. You know, like you have that <laughs> naive uh, thought process about you, you really don't know what the startups, entrepreneurs, that's, that world is all about. But what I wanted mm -hmm. to do was like, I was passionate about doing something of my own. That was the only thing that mm -hmm. was ringing in my head. Um, mm -hmm. And I always thought that I wanted to build a product. So these mm -hmm. are the only two things that I had in kind of some level of clarity at that point of time. And then mm -hmm. I was 23 at that time. You don't necessarily think mm -hmm. about risks at that time. And I <laughs> yes. was uh, fortunate to be in a family where I did not have any you know, family dependencies on me. Mm -hmm. you know, so I just resigned and then came together with three of my batchmates and then started up the first company. That's amazing. But like we always say, right, the, the ideas are pretty cheap. Like, you know, every single morning people come up with ideas. Hey, how about, you know, taking A and then putting it on D and then making a product. And I'm, I'm sure you also had a lot of ideas because you were not very particular about one single pain point and then came out of the corporate world. So mm -hmm. you should have had a lot of ideas. What was your formula of understanding and the market and then figuring out, oh, okay, this is the product I want to build. Uh, my learning was totally on the job. Uh, mm -hmm. What that means is it was a series of mistakes. Um, so when we started the company, I did not know any, anything about investments or investors or fundraising, equity, none of that. Okay. So when we started the company, we typically started in a bootstrapping fashion where okay. we did outsource projects, took mm -hmm. that money and then started building out the products. Okay. Um, so this happened for the first, I'd say 24, 25 months. And we mm -hmm. built out about four products all of them successfully failed. <laughs> Nothing worked out. And what like, was the ideas like? Can you give us some high level sure. ideas on what those were? Absolutely. Yeah. The first one was called as TIPS. It was a okay. financial analytics for SMEs. It's uh, chips. Tips, like giving tip to the Okay, person. tips. Okay. All right. Okay. Uh, interesting name and all. <laughs> so, um, so I was, at, I was doing SAP uh, at uh, Infosys. So I knew business analytics was growing or data yeah. analytics back during the days. Mm -hmm. um, and then, so tips was kind of like that, right? Business data analytics for finance, for SMEs. Um, mm -hmm. Idea was good. I still think that somebody, if someone builds that idea, it'll be good. But my problem was I had no background in finance. I had no background in SME business. So I literally did not know what report to create for these people. Mm -hmm. Right. It was just an idea. I couldn't, I now, even if, you know, I don't know how to do it, I can figure out how to do it back mm -hmm. during that time. I tried to push it for some time. 
you know, some level of dashboard and then we kind of had to stop. Mm-hmm. Um, the second idea was we, we edited it a little bit. Instead of looking at financial data, we looked at social data. We named okay. that product as Emotion. It was mm-hmm. a social web listening tool. Um, uh, basically, fundamentally, we would listen to entire public social web sources, uh, pull all the brand mentions of a company, and then do sentiment analysis on top of it. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and then try to figure out. This is out. back in 2014? 13. This was 13, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this was 2013. Um, mm-hmm. Then yeah, there, was a, there was a person, we got selected to Microsoft Accelerator back then in Bangalore. This was their mm-hmm. second batch. Mm-hmm. And then the CEO at that time at Microsoft Ventures, uh, Mukund Mohan, he, mm-hmm. uh, he, he basically told us that, dude, there is another 350 products doing the exact same thing in the world. <laughs> You know, so you are building a 351st tool. Honest and, guy. <laughs> right. And he basically did a Google search and showed it in front of me. Like, oh, wow. This is called social web listening. Interesting. Um, you know, like, but again, to be honest, there are companies who built social web analytics tool after that and made a lot of money. That is a different yeah. case. Yeah. 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 But again, to your point, right? Ideas is like only a small piece. It's all about execution. Correct. Absolutely. Um, but again, we we did not have the courage to kind of go behind. And when somebody like Mogun says, we kind of pivoted out. And then we edited that technology a little bit and built something called as iTestify. Mm-hmm. iTestify mm-hmm. was a testimonial management system. Um, the fundamental was social proof will help you to convert more. Mm-hmm. So we would, uh, again, you know, scour the web, get all the uh, mentions, remove all the negatives and neutrals and will give the positive mentions to companies. And with uh, one click, they can approve that to go on their website as a testimonial through a widget mm. that we give. Okay. Mm-hmm. In principle, very good story. You know, I can even sell it today to investors probably. <laughs> but, that, <laughs> but the actual thing is, I, we got really good traction. Um, mm-hmm. I think about, um, about 90 companies uh, tried mm-hmm. it out or 100 companies or something like that tried it out mm-hmm. um, from many countries. Uh, mm-hmm. But nobody paid a single dime. Right? Okay. The problem was, <laughs> the problem was everyone said, "Cool solution, dude. Uh, testimonials are good, but we need five testimonials for six months. You oh. are giving us five hundred testimonials a day. Oh, what would okay. we do with this? Right? So they were like, mm-hmm. this is not really solving a problem that I have. So I would mm-hmm. not pay. Mm-hmm. So that was the, you know, at some point of time, um, you and I think just time. with five. Uh, they can do it manually, right? They don't really need a tool to figure out exactly. if that was positive or negative. Yeah, exactly. No, testimonials are changed only when the website are revamped. That typically Correct. happens six months to one year. Six Nobody year. needs more than that. Um, yeah. So the, if you look at all of our products, uh, the mm-hmm. fundamental underlying problem was no market validation. Mm-hmm. And, and that there was another side tool that, that was called a sense. Uh, you know, that was a a rating of articles based on comments. That was the mm-hmm. other product we tried. That also did not take off. Um, <laughs> then, um, then the fifth product actually took off. That came uh-huh. out of my own problem statement. Okay. I was doing sales for iTestify. And mm-hmm. before getting on a call, right? You and I are getting on a call now. I'm sure mm-hmm. you checked my LinkedIn and I checked your LinkedIn. Right? It happened. So a, Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure. So there's a lead research that goes behind, right? Yes. Uh, so 
I was a sales guy selling mm-hmm. I justify. I was spending 30 minutes researching about people on Twitter and LinkedIn and Facebook and wherever. Mm-hmm. I was like, if I as a newbie salesperson is facing this challenge, there mm-hmm. are millions of salespeople out there. They might have this challenge. Mm-hmm. Right. So we decided to build something, a search-based technology that could figure out information about people and companies so that salespeople can figure out their prospective customers' data very quickly. Mm. that was the fifth product the product was called as vibe and mm-hmm. uh, that started getting a lot of traction nice um, yeah then you would have felt like wow this is my wall moment the nirvana scene not really oh really okay <laughs> no the 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 reason is it doesn't happen in a day right so hey. mm-hmm. i mean hindsight i can say that it was taking off but mm-hmm. when i was in that moment every day was a figuring out Yeah. We started as a B2C Chrome plugin and uh-huh. then I did customer interviews and slowly flipped it into a B2B uh, uh-huh. revenue and B2C was the acquisition channel at that time. Okay. Then we did integration, we did, released an API. Mm. We integrated with Zendesk and uh, Freshdesk uh, partnered with us. Uh, okay. Pipedrive was starting up at that time. So we did an integration with Pipedrive. Mm-hmm. Um, so we were kind of figuring out, right, what works. Um, at that point of time, a proper mm-hmm. integration with salesforce there was probably one other data company in the world which had mm-hmm. a proper integration to salesforce and you know all the new generation lead enrichment etc it was mm-hmm. just coming up at that time right mm-hmm. um, so in some way we were ahead of the market but we were stupid or i did not have the kind of visibility to figure out that i was ahead of the market or i have an opportunity in, in front of me basically mm okay and then right. uh, how did your uh, you know your co-founder your their own reaction towards all this and how did the ecosystem react to it basically is that includes your family because you've been trying and um, something works out something something are visible how was your yeah. ecosystem helping you or motivating you i'm sure things were you know not motivating every single morning how did you handle that yeah uh, we never really saw anything as failures uh, okay. that's probably i would attribute that also to the age mm-hmm. um, we were at uh, a 12000 rupee salary for two and a half years right <laughs> 200 basically for people who are listening in dollars um, so we were okay with uh, 200 so relatable month. that's that's what my salary was 7 <laughs> 8 years back it got me sent as a fresher same 12000 rupees i do i'm sure they still paying the same interest of the world <laughs> i hope they have increased a little bit but Like, uh, for example, we were the first company from Kerala to get selected to Microsoft Ventures. We mm. were one out of the three companies to get selected to Startup Chile. Okay. We were the first company from India to get selected to an accelerator called Black Box in Silicon Valley. Nice. Uh, in between, we got a project from Vodafone, which was a pretty big sum project. Okay. Um, so there were these small, small successes that were coming our way, which okay. kind of gives you that dopamine hit. Ah. Oh. Uh, so, so it was I like keep going very, yeah i think that is very critical again hindsight i think uh, those small doses of success news and the way we shared it in the team and kept mm-hmm. the team together even the extended team right 
Mm-hmm. He kept that team together with these small success news from time to time that yeah. everybody trusted that something will work out. Mm. And eventually it did. Nice. That's, that's interesting. I mean, you, you just said it like very simply, but I mean, it has a profound meaning as well. Like when you're really demotivated because when you try out something when it's not going well, right? People easily get demotivated. Okay, maybe the entrepreneurship is not for me. Let me just go back to workforce or just continue being there. But um, the earlier it is, the better to take risk. The more and more your salary is going to be increasing, it's even more harder for you to quit that and then come back. So, yeah. Totally. Exactly. <laughs> so, Arjun, what is your advice to Arjun mm-hmm. Pillai, who is 19 years old, just finished his college or just in the college? I, 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 was, uh, I was 21 when I finished my college. Um, yeah. After At least when you were in the college, like figuring out what you want to do and a little confused. Should I oh. go join types? Yeah, I don't try. know face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that I don't know phase will exist for a lot of people. And even some people figure it out early. Some people will take time. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I did, when, even when I started the company, I did not know this, what am I going to do thing. It took mm-hmm. me like 25, 26 years until I figured out what is my why and purpose mm-hmm. of life and whatever. Nice. Um, so when you're in college, my simple advice would be, you got to try out different things. You got mm-hmm. to venture out of the four mm-hmm. walls that you are in, whether it is okay. the four walls of your house or the four mm-hmm. walls of your college, mm-hmm. you just have to get out of that. I was fortunate to volunteer with IEEE. That took me mm-hmm. places. Right? You know, okay. I traveled outside India. I organized international global events. Um, mm-hmm. I got to interact with some of the best in the engineering profession, which was mm-hmm. my exposure moment, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that is how I even realized that I have a managerial skill inside me. Until mm-hmm. then, I did not have any clue. Okay. So everybody should go out and try things, you know, write a blog, you know, mm-hmm. go out and uh, um, do a YouTube video and present about a topic, go yes. and attend a couple of workshops, do a, mm-hmm. go and do a conference, mm-hmm. uh, make a paper, present a paper, you know, spend some money on yourself, right? Go attend a conference. I know that will cost 5,000 rupees, but that's okay. Yeah. You know, just take that money from parent, go do it. <laughs> right. So I think when you do different things, you fundamentally start to realize that pattern. Hey, I like this. I have some skill at this and I'm passionate about this, you know, and then keep heading down that path and you will eventually get to the place where you are destined to. Beautiful. So of course, Arjun, um, having you, we should definitely talk about AI and ML because your whole startup is based on that. And I usually ask this question to any AI specialist coming to this show. It's the same question, but every time I ask, I always get a very different perspective from people. I'm sure a lot of people also asked you this question. Is AI going to really take away people's job? Such a cliche question, but expecting an amazing answer. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Eventually, yes. Uh, That's Mm -hmm. my belief, right? And there are very clear indications that it is happening and it will, it will happen. Um, the, the most obvious and one of the uh, biggest job displacements that we will see in the next few years is probably the trucking industry, you know, the truckers, mm. 10 million mm-hmm. truckers in the US. Uh, mm. Autonomous trucks are coming, you know, it's already running on the roads, right? Yep. And there is every financial motivation for trucks, uh, truck makers, uh, truck buyers, and all these logistics companies to switch to automated trucking. Mm-hmm. So that is probably one example that we will all see very quickly. 
okay um along with that there will be several other stuffs right you know whether it is in healthcare whether it mm. is in um anything that is repetitive um i think you would see ai displacing it very quickly mm-hmm. uh, but again the some of the timelines that uh, professionals talk about you know it's going to happen in 5 years kind of thing i don't really mm-hmm. believe in it because ai mm-hmm. still cannot handle the simplest of things like yeah. there's no proper conversational ai where you can mm-hmm. talk about a free form sentence okay. you know and ai cannot really figure out the context of it like a human being right mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that that by itself is at least like 3 4 years away mm, okay so um i think from a timeline perspective i disagree with uh, many of the professionals that say that it's an imminent threat mm-hmm. but eventually it will happen and and the um, world will also so few sectors maybe you know where uh, agriculture might get even more enabled and the people and the operations might get you know reduced with more and more ai figuring out abuses on buying selling and stuff but uh, we also need people to create ai and ml on the other sector it might even be room where you have more people working on ai and stuff isn't that yes that is the transition phase um, okay. everything has a transition phase right even mm-hmm. uh, ai based trucks will have a transition phase where there is an augmented driver mm-hmm. who will just mm-hmm. sit in the truck for while the truck is driving it so right mm-hmm. uh, we still have pilots in flights though autopilot yep. is taking the flight for pretty much the entire journey please Similar i don't want that. any ai transitions there <laughs> for all our goodness <laughs> so uh, fundamental is i think during the transition period ai will lose some jobs and create more jobs create but more when jobs. ai gets to a point where ai can teach its mm-hmm. own and generate codes on its own and learn on its own and that will yeah. happen at that yeah. point of time even some of the more advanced ai or ml related development uh, we might not need humans to do it systems will do it okay nice that was a very positive close with that note we're going to move to the second segment of this podcast which is a rapid fire questions all right this is a new segment which we introduced only this week so you are the first person to go with the flow the guinea so pig okay yeah okay so i'm going <laughs> to ask you some five six questions and you're going to answer them like in a jiffy i'm sure you've seen a lot of shows like this but yeah here it is all right okay Mohanlal Anthony Hawkins uh tough uh, Mohanlal okay Elon Musk Steve Jobs uh Jobs okay Vijay Shekhar Kunal Shah uh Kunal okay one persona you hate on social media you don't have to give name but you know when this particular entrepreneur or somebody is doing this is very creepy i mean they keep doing it types one persona can you define that persona like in two three words yeah people who copy paste other people's creations <laughs> on any social media i hate cheapest thing ever <laughs> okay i know we are in the hard times we didn't want to really emphasize too much on that because there is so much content out about starting from wuhan wet market till how the things are going to be on the technology in 2025 so we didn't want to emphasize on that but if you have one good news that you can share during this hard times what would be that uh this too shall pass is my favorite mm-hmm. quote mm-hmm. you know like 8 to 10 years there is always a recession in the us right and we mm-hmm. have had worse situations um humans are at their creative best when such problems exist 
Uh, it is a hard time, but I don't, even as a company, right? As a company, Incent does not focus on this problem. We did mm-hmm. some quick optimizations on the company spent and then immediately started focusing on what is beyond the recession. In mm-hmm. fact, we are doubling down on our ads, doubling down on wow. our content. We are hiring another person. Um, yeah, everything is beyond the recession. And there is very clear data that companies who focus on what is beyond the uh, recession are the ones mm-hmm. that will get, get the hyper growth once the things will come back. And the things will definitely come back. Mm-hmm. Right? So my simple thing is just tell yourself this too shall pass. Stay mm-hmm. safe until the, the good wave is coming so that you can ride that wave. Yeah, this is sweet. Okay, Incent AI is also hiring product managers in Chennai. One more good news. Isn't it, Arjun, sure. you want to say, talk something about the role in a few words, maybe? Uh, yeah, so Incent is uh, actually hiring uh, two roles. One is, uh, mm-hmm. could be uh, something like a between a product and a customer success kind of a person. Okay. The person who starts at the product level and who can actually interact with the customers and make sure, you know, the kind of success metrics that we have internally, the customers mm-hmm. are actually getting there. Right. Mm-hmm. So, and of course, you know, catching the feedback from the customers back to the product team is also critical for that person. Um, and of course, there's the other role is more of a sales role um, mm-hmm. who I can kind of work in buddy pairs. I am mm-hmm. the sales guy here as of now. Mm-hmm. So if I can have another person who can jump on calls, close some deals so that, you know, I can take some breather here and there, that'll be helpful. So these are the two roles that we are looking for. In Chennai. In Chennai, yeah. Perfect. Thank you so much, Arjun. It was very nice talking to you. It was a very casual and a candid conversation with you. Thank you so much. Like you said, this, should, this will pass and things are going to be very good for all of us in this whole ecosystem. Thank you so much for being with us. Thanks a lot, Padmini. Thanks for having me. Really appreciate it.